What does it mean to follow Christ? In this episode, let's talk about what it means to you as a Christian to be a follower of Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, the Greek word for follow in the Bible actually comes from a root word which means to accompany someone. It also means to go somewhere with someone. It also literally means to be behind someone as the person moves and then you also follow through on every step. This is a sort of a a very literal meaning of the word follow in the original Greek language. But it can also mean to adapt oneself to another, another person's ideas. It also means to follow or to agree with a particular idea or thought and so on and so forth. So the word follow, when applied to you as an individual in your relationship with Jesus, must mean something really deep in terms of following in the steps of our Lord Jesus Christ. So if you're walking closely behind him, every step he takes, you also take the same step. If you are literally following him, then you assume that he is the one at the helm of your affairs. And it also means that when he takes a step to the left, you also move to the left. When he goes to the right, you also move to the right. So following Christ means all of these things. But let's go a little bit deeper into the scripture to understand what this means. Of course, when you read the Gospels, we do hear about how that many people followed the Lord. Everywhere he went, you would, you know, sort of see crowds accompanying him. Some of them were interested in the food that he was multiplying. You know, we read about Jesus multiplying bread to feed 5,000 men at one point and 4,000 at another time. Uh, So you can imagine the large crowd that would sort of follow him. In fact, when the scripture uh, accounts for this, remember this was a society where it was very, um, you know, they would particularly pay attention to the men. So the number that was counted, 5,000, was in reference to men only. Women and children were not counted. And so I would sort of multiply that figure by three to give you a fair idea of the huge crowds that followed the Lord. Now, that must make us uh, pause. Because in reference to a group of people, it doesn't really quite carry a deep meaning as it is if it was applied to you as an individual following Jesus Christ our Lord or as a Christian. So what does it mean in in reference to you as a person, in reference to me as an individual? What does it mean for me? I want us to look at that, you know, in the scripture with Matthew chapter 9 and the verse number 9. The Bible said that the Lord, you know, Jesus went on from there and he saw a man called Matthew, who was also called Levi. Remember, Matthew is also called Levi. And the Bible said he was sitting in the tax collector's office. And Jesus said to him, follow me. And he got up and followed him. Now, in Matthew's account of this uh, particular event, Exclamation mark is on, follow me. I'm reading from the NASB version. So you can almost imagine the Lord coming to you and he's shouting out loud or with great intensity. He's saying to you, you've got to get up and you've got to follow me. 
Whatever you are doing, you've got to leave it behind and you've got to follow me. So you can imagine the voice of our Lord calling to your spirit right now and saying to you, follow me. What does that mean? Now, we follow Christ in four ways. And I want to sort of touch on these. Number one is we follow him in salvation. Number two, we follow him in sanctification. Number three, we follow him in service. And number four, we follow him in suffering. You can also call it a sacrifice. Let's pick the first one, which is to follow him in salvation. Of course, we do know that Jesus is the savior of the world. In Matthew chapter 19 and the verse number 21 to the verse number 22, we read of the account of this young man who came to the Lord and said, What can I do to be saved? What can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him to do, to obey the law and so on. And in that particular story, the young man said, I've done all of these things. What else can I do, you know, to really achieve that perfection, to achieve eternal life? And then in the verse number 21 and 22, Jesus said to him, and I read, If you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Now, over here in this portion of scripture, we do see that, you know, this young man had a lot of money, he had a lot of property, and he could not simply forsake all to follow Jesus Christ our Lord. You can almost imagine a demand by the Lord on your life right now, and he is saying to you, forget about all the things that you think you have achieved in this world. Forget about all the things you think you possess in this world, and come and follow me. In other words, what is taking your love away from God? Drop that thing right now and follow Jesus. Many people are so attached to their possessions. They are so attached to all sorts of ideas and all sorts of things in their lives that they are unable, they are not able to follow Christ. We also do see, for instance, the man who wanted to go and bury his father. In Luke chapter 9 and the verse number 61, he says, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first of all go and bury my dad, and I'm going to come and follow you. And the Lord said, nope, you've got to let the dead bury their dead. Now, he was not, you know, sort of saying to him, ignore your family, but he was speaking to his spirit. In other words, what is it in your life right now that is taking the place of Christ in your heart? Is it your job? Is it your family? Is it your, you know, the possessions you've got? And so on and so forth. You've got to make Christ a priority. And that is what he's talking about. You all do know Jesus loves family. He established family. And so you've got to love your family. But is everything else that is going on in your life, in your family, and so on, in your job, and so on and so forth, are all of these other things becoming a priority to you that you have left Jesus on the back burner? Think about it. We follow Christ in salvation, and salvation therefore means to forsake everything else and to follow the Lord. Oh, we do see how that Peter, Peter cried out to Jesus and said in Matthew chapter 19 and the verse number 27, he said, Behold, we are forsaken all and followed thee. That must be the heart cry of the Christian today. I have forsaken all and I'm going to follow you. 
That must also be your cry today. I'm go- I have forsaken all and I'm going to follow you, my Lord. How do we then do this in salvation? In the book of Romans chapter 10 and the verse number 9 to the verse number 10, the Bible says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. I see three things there, A, B, C. A standing for accept, B standing for believe, and C standing for confess. So accept that you are a sinner. Accept that you know you cannot save yourself. Accept that look, life without Christ is a dead end. You've got to accept your hopelessness in this life. And then you believe, number two, you believe in what God has done for you. You believe in his love for you. In that by loving you, he sent Jesus to die on the cross of Calvary for you. To take the judgment of sin that you should have received, he took it on your behalf. And that you believe that in doing so, Jesus died for your sin. And in doing so, the Lord raised him up again from the dead on the third day, which must give us hope so that when you believe in him, you also have hope of a resurrection one day. You have hope of a resurrection even now in your spirit so that you become a newborn creation. You resurrect into newness of life. That is number two. Number three is you confess him as Lord and Savior in your life. You confess with your mouth. You you declare that you are now Lord over my life. The world is no longer over me. I am no longer over myself. Lord, you are Lord over me. So we follow Christ in salvation. And these three important principles, which we have just seen in Romans 10 and the verse number 9 and 10, should encourage you and should make you make that step for Jesus. If you're listening to me and you have not given your life to the Lord, this is the point at which you pray those prayers. Okay, number two. How do we follow Christ? We follow him in sanctification. So remember number one, we follow him in salvation. Now number two, we follow him in sanctification. Now the Bible said when Jesus called Peter and Andrew, they left their nets and they followed him. They forsook all and they followed him. Now these were fishermen and they left everything and followed the Lord. In Mark chapter 1 and the verse number 16 to the verse number 18, the Bible said and he was going along by the Sea of Galilee. He saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net in the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The Bible said in the verse number 18, immediately they left their nets and followed him. Oh, what a blessing. What a blessing. Can you imagine the Lord knocking on your heart right now and saying, follow me? And you immediately leave everything you are doing right now and you accompany the Lord. Every step he takes, you take the same step. You leave all behind and you follow him. This is the epitome of sanctification. That is separating yourself from the world. Separating yourself from that which is holding you away from your relationship with God. Separating yourself from what is holding you down. And wholeheartedly following Christ. When must you do so? Now. 
the Bible said immediately they left their nets and followed him. And so as you listen to this message, it is time you forsook all. You've been holding on to that worry for too long. You've been holding on to that bitterness in your heart against someone for too long. You've been holding on to that pain in your heart for too long. You've been holding on to those fears and anxieties for too long. Drop them now. Drop them now. Immediately drop them now and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. It is in him that we have peace. He says the peace that I give unto you is the peace that you need. The one the world gives is all full of trouble. Follow the Lord. Peace will be yours. He is the prince of peace. Now the Bible says they left all. They left all. You know, when we leave all behind, we walk into something glorious. We, it means we are saying unto the Lord, we are placing all our beddings on you. And we are following you wholeheartedly. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you follow the Lord, you're going to have light. If you follow him, you're not going to be walking as a blind person. In other words, you're not going to be walking without seeing the road. And so follow him and you have light. You have light. You have light. Oh, what a blessing in Christ Jesus. If you are blind and you are listening to me, if you are physically blind and you are listening to me, I want to assure you also, you are walking with that you know, help or with that aid, the walking stick and so on. Within you there is light if you have Jesus. And that light, that light will make you walk in a glorious liberty. To everyone else who thinks they've got eyes to see, and have forsaken Jesus. The Bible makes us to understand that you have light, you have eyes to see, but you are actually blind. You cannot see the road ahead of you. And so it is only in Christ that you and I can have light. Light to our souls, light to our spirits, light to our lives. Jesus is the light of the world. And I call you to know Jesus today. Number three. We follow him in service. So number one, we follow him in salvation. Number two, we follow him in sanctification. That is in separating ourselves from the world and following Jesus. In walking in the light of his word. Now what about number three? We follow Jesus in service. That is we serve him as we follow him. Now the word follow me is a very powerful thing. He says, follow me. Now, look at what he said to, you know, the disciples in Matthew chapter 4 and the verse number 19. He says, I will make you fishers of men. That is, I'm going to make you do something. What are you going to do? You're going to be fishers of men. You're going to be drawing others, others into God. You are going to be drawing others into Jesus, drawing others into Christ. You are going to be serving me. That's what he's saying. So we follow him in service. To be a follower of Christ is to be a servant of Christ. To be a follower of Christ is to do his will. To be a follower of Christ is to do all his bidding. Are you a Christian follower of Jesus and you are sat down on your oars without doing nothing for the Lord? I came to challenge you today in this episode. You've got to get up. You've got to rise up. You've got to wake up from slumber and to begin to serve the Lord. You can serve him in various ways. If you are in a local church, there are so many things that you can do in the house of God. Speak to your pastor as a starting point and he will assign you some duty to do. 
As a pastor, how many times have I felt frustrated asking people to do something very simple in church? For instance, to stand by the door and to welcome people coming into church. Or to come early and to arrange the chairs for people to sit on. Or to be at the car park and, and help people to you know, park well and so on. And people do it today and the next Sunday, they are nowhere to be found. How sad that is. Service, service. Service is living all behind and following after him and doing his will. Serving him in every capacity, serving him. At the same time, I also do know others in church who very wholeheartedly, they will come. These are, you know, grown-up men and women of honor and integrity. They would come very early and they will go to the toilet and clean the toilet for everybody else to come and enjoy. They will come early and clean the chairs for people to come and sit upon. They will come early and, and say hello to someone and greet someone by the door. Or oh, if you are among those who serve the Lord in any capacity at church, I want you to know there is a blessing in store for you. Be encouraged and keep keeping on. Finally, number four, we follow the Lord in sacrifice. We can also say we follow him in suffering. So there are four S's. Can you see, you know, four S's? Number one, salvation. Number two, sanctification. Number three, service. And number four, sacrifice, which we can also say in suffering. Now the Bible says in Mark chapter eight and the verse number 34, Jesus said, whosoever will come after me, he says, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So we follow him by taking up the cross. We follow him by sacrifice. We follow him in suffering. The Bible said in the book of Luke chapter 9 and the verse number 23, in that same portion of scripture, Luke, in his account, he added the word daily, daily. In other words, whereas Mark's account says, let him take up his cross and follow me, Luke's account says, let him take up his cross daily and follow me. There is a call on your life, child of God. There is a call on my life, child of God. There is a call on our lives as a church, as a body of Christ. There is a call on our lives to sacrifice for him, to suffer for his sake. To endure suffering for Jesus. It is possible that many of the messages that you hear today is about God prospering you. Yes, indeed, he prospers. But can I also say to you from this portion of scripture, he also expects you and I to take up our cross daily and follow him. We follow him in suffering. We follow him in sacrifice. What are you sacrificing for Jesus today? What are you sacrificing in your life, in your service of the Lord? We follow him in sacrifice. He who does not take up his cross, Jesus says, and follows me is not worthy of me. If you are listening to this message, I want to you know, invite you to know Jesus, to follow him in salvation, to follow him in service, to follow him in separation or in sanctification, and to follow him in sacrifice or in suffering. Pray this prayer after me, please. Dear Lord, I recognize I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Forgive me my sin. I believe in the work of Christ on the cross for me. He sacrifices life so that I can have life. Forgive me. I lay my sin 
behind me. I repent of all my ways. And I say, come and be Lord over my life. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe he rose again for my sake. So that in my trust in him, I also rise into newness of life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. From today, I declare I am a child of God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Please share this podcast and I will see you again in the next episode. Blessings to you.